LBC, it's Friday, it's a quarter to five, it's Simon Marks's American Week. Eddie, as this American Week wraps up, many Democrats cannot understand why Donald Trump is still a free man. And that question was fueled by last night's made-for-TV primetime hearing of the House of Representatives Select Committee investigating last year's insurrection on Capitol Hill. By the end of two hours of proceedings carried commercial-free by most of the major American broadcasters, Trump opponents on social media celebrated what they believe was a slam dunk by the committee and took the view that this is a turning point in American history. For Donald Trump, they insisted, the end of the road. Donald Trump, the president of the United States, spurred a mob of domestic enemies of the Constitution to march down the Capitol and subvert American democracy. The chairman of the committee, Democrat Benny Thompson of Mississippi, laid it on the line in the hearing's opening moments. His co-chair, Congresswoman Liz Cheney of Wyoming, a Republican now ostracized by her own party. You will hear that President Trump was yelling and, quote, really angry at advisors who told him he needed to be doing something more. And aware of the rioters' chance to hang Mike Pence, the president responded with this sentiment, quote, maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence, quote, deserves it. The events in the spotlight took place 17 months ago. The committee has been digging into them for almost a year. After conducting 1,000 interviews, amassing over 140,000 documents and issuing nearly 100 subpoenas that legally compel unwilling witnesses to testify, Congresswoman Cheney insisted Donald Trump launched an attempted coup. It aimed to overturn Joe Biden's election victory and shred America's constitution. Not only did President Trump refuse to tell the mob to leave the Capitol, he placed no call to any element of the United States government to instruct that the Capitol be defended. He did not call his Secretary of Defense on January 6th. He did not talk to his Attorney General. He did not talk to the Department of Homeland Security. President Trump gave no order to deploy the National Guard that day. And he made no effort to work with the Department of Justice to coordinate and, and deploy law enforcement assets. For 10 long minutes, the committee showed a detailed video, including some images never before seen by the public. A montage illustrating the build-up to the assault on the Capitol building and the pitched battle that took place between Donald Trump's mob forcing their way into the complex and Capitol Police engaged in a futile effort to stop them. And at the end, Donald Trump's own words overlaid with jarring, entirely contradictory scenes. They were peaceful people. These were great people. The crowd was unbelievable. And I mentioned the word love. The love, the love in the air. I've never seen anything like it. I saw friends with blood all over their faces. I was slipping in people's blood. Caroline Edwards, a Capitol Hill police officer who testified last night about what she encountered. You know, I, I was catching people as they fell. I, you know, I was... It was carnage. It was chaos. I, I, can't, I can't even describe what I saw. I, never in my wildest dreams did I think that as 
a police officer as a law enforcement officer, I would find myself in the middle of a battle. The president was convicted during the hearings by the words of some of his own top insiders. William Barr, the former attorney general, who we learnt last night told Donald Trump directly and in salty terms what he thought of the president's claims that the election was rigged. I made it clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit. And, uh... You know, I didn't want to be a part of it, and that's one of the reasons that went into me deciding to leave when I did. I observed, uh, I think it was on December 1st, that, you know, how can we, you can't live in a world where, where the incumbent administration stays in power based on its view, unsupported by specific evidence, that the election, that there was fraud in the election. And yet that is absolutely the world of make-believe in which President Trump was not only proposing to live, but is still living. But apparently the president's daughter Ivanka took a different view, as Congresswoman Cheney revealed. Many of President Trump's White House staff also recognized that the evidence did not support the claims President Trump was making. This is the president's daughter commenting on Bill Barr's statement that the department found no fraud sufficient to overturn the election. How did that affect your perspective about the election when Attorney General Barr made that statement? It affected my perspective. Um, I respect Attorney General Barr. Um, so I accepted what he said, was saying. Polls suggest almost 80% of Republican voters continue to believe the lie that the 2020 election was rigged and that Joe Biden is not a legitimate president. Liz Cheney knows she is a Republican outlier, but last night she insisted her party is on the wrong side of history. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. Tonight, I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain. She may be right, but many Republicans are gambling that she's wrong. Listen to what happened only yesterday before the hearing at a press conference held by Kevin McCarthy. He's the Republican leader in the House of Representatives who, at Donald Trump's direction, defenestrated Liz Cheney from her leadership position last year. Can you just clarify something? Do you believe that Joe Biden was the legitimate victor of the 2020 election? And do you believe that Donald Trump is just flat wrong when he says the election was stolen? Look, uh, we've answered this question uh, a long time. Joe Biden is the president. I think you can look that there's a lot of problems still within the election process. And as we find a lot more information out there, we want to make sure more people have the ability to vote and that it's as secure and with the election where we go. But, but that yes, was my question. That wasn't my question. Yeah, your you question. Know, your question was, was, in the White House. was it legitimate? Is Donald Trump wrong when he says the election was stolen? You know, Jonathan, we talked about this a long time. I've already answered that question. No, what, Thank what you. Was the answer? Is Donald Thank Trump you. We'll wrong? move on now. Even now, they cannot bring themselves to say that Joe Biden won the election fair and square. I think it was a clear, flagrant violation of the Constitution. The president yesterday flanked by the Prime Minister of Canada during a meeting in Los Angeles. I think these guys and women broke the law, tried to turn around the result of an election. And uh, there's a lot of questions, who's responsible, who's involved. I'm not going to make a judgment on that, but I just want to know that, want you to know that we're going to probably be, a lot of Americans are going to be seeing for the first time some of the detail 
that, uh, that occurred. It was notable last night that the president issued no statement on Twitter nor anywhere else about the proceedings that were being beamed into American living rooms. He knows that the hearings will stretch into September and may well result in the committee making a criminal referral to the Department of Justice recommending Donald Trump's prosecution. It would then fall to Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, to decide what to do. An invidious situation given the determination of Democrats that the former president must be held accountable for his actions, but equally the determination of millions of Trump supporters that he's a man maligned. We have all three major broadcast networks all happily broadcasting, well, the dullest, the most boring, there's absolutely nothing nothing new, multi-hour Democratic fundraiser masquerading as a January 6th hearing. Sean Hannity hosting his top-rated primetime program last night on Fox News and assuring his viewers that he wouldn't waste their time by bringing them a nanosecond of the hearings. While the proceedings played out on every other major network, Fox went commercial-free in a bid to stop its audience from tuning elsewhere. Make no mistake, tonight's so-called hearing is not in good faith. It is not an honest probe into the security breakdown on that fateful day. Instead, it is a made-for-TV smear campaign against President Trump featuring sliced and diced video that fits their predetermined political narrative from the very beginning, accompanied by the biggest Trump haters on Capitol Hill. Never have we seen two Americas completely incompatible with one another more starkly revealed on a single night. And dig into that a little more and you'll find deeply concerning data. This week, more than 50% of Republican voters told a Reuters-Ipsos poll that they believe the conspiracy theory that last year's uprising was carried out by radical leftists, supporters of Joe Biden trying to make Donald Trump look bad. Other recent polls have shown that fully 40% of all voters do not believe that Biden won the election legitimately. Imagine what happens here if Trump is indicted, maybe even arrested, right in the middle of November's midterm election campaign. Welcome back. Breaking news right now. We've got the latest read on inflation in America. This morning, NBC brought the nation down to earth with fresh economic news. What we have right now is a situation where the inflation read has come in hotter than expected. We are talking about the idea of an 8.6% inflation rate that is higher than the 8.3% that economists were looking for. And this is why Democrats may be taking a dangerous roll of the dice with those hearings about January the 6th. For millions of people here, it's not apparent that the insurrection on Capitol Hill a year and a half ago, even though it placed America on the edge of an authoritarian abyss, is particularly a matter of concern. Not compared to the soaring cost of petrol, the disappearance of baby formula from American supermarket shelves, and an inflationary spiral that even Janet Yellen, President Biden's own Treasury Secretary, sounded pretty alarmed about this week. We currently face macroeconomic challenges, including unacceptable levels of inflation. Bringing inflation down should be our number one priority, and President Biden has indicated that it is. To see what does drive voters at the polls, take a look at events in California this week. We fill our jails with African-American San Franciscans who make up more than half the county's inmates, but only 5% of the city's population. We let the wealthy defendants go free on bail, even if they're dangerous, while the poor remain behind bars. 
even if they're innocent. That is Democrat Cheza Boudin. Two years ago, he mounted that successful election campaign to become San Francisco's district attorney. He's the son of long-jailed radicals, members of the Weather Underground who themselves served decades in prison for their role in a New York robbery that left two police officers and a security guard dead. He came into office promising leniency in sentencing, more equity and justice in criminal prosecutions. This week, in the middle of his term, the voters of San Francisco tossed him out, concluding that his revolutionary ideas have made the city less safe and more dangerous. This was never about one vote count. It was never about one election night party. This is a movement, not a moment. But voters in Los Angeles were delivering the Democrats a similar shock amid a rising tide of fury over the city's twin epidemics of homelessness and crime. They embraced a billionaire former Republican who is promising to clean up the city as its possible next mayor. For the Democrats, the electoral writing is on the wall and there is no indication in polling yet that the Capitol Hill insurrection and the investigations into it will drive valuable voters away from from the Republican Party. Voters like this woman interviewed by Fox News earlier this week in a New Jersey diner. What's on your mind as you go to the polls? Um, I want change. I think that um, law enforcement is a big issue for me. Uh, crime is out of control. I worry for my grandchildren and the future of all children. I would like them to have a life like we did when we were younger and that's just not going to be possible anymore. Compare and contrast that with the loyal Democrats who watched last night's hearings on a giant screen erected on the very Capitol grounds that Donald Trump's supporters besieged last year. Free ice cream was one of the blandishments offered to those who probably would have gone anyway. I speak for a lot of people who are Capitol Hill neighbors. Every time we see the Capitol, it's a trauma cue for us for January 6th. It brings back really bad memories of that awful day. I can feel right now the horror that occurred on January 6th. So, you know, the detriment that that did to not only D.C., but to this nation. It's important to show decision makers that people care, that we are paying attention, that the results of these hearings are meaningful, and that we all want to protect democracy. Two Americas, one fueled by anger over the threat Donald Trump and many Republicans pose to the future of democracy here, the other more concerned with how they're going to fill their petrol tank, feed their infants or avoid the plague of crime and gun violence in American cities. It was easy last night, lazy even, for commentators to compare the Capitol Hill hearing to Watergate. But when those hearings happened, inflation was only 2.7% and Americans could still stipulate to facts. We're in a post-truth environment now and in the midst of profound social and economic anxieties. Democrats will continue digging into the events of January the 6th. But, Eddie, there is no guarantee that work is going to do them any political favours. Simon Marks's American Week, back next Friday on LBC at a quarter to five. This is LBC. I'm Eddie Mayer.